Hey, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show with me, PJ. Me, Ron. And Scott. Cue the theme tune. Balls. See, you want up you want your energy up uh, energy up. i know but we've already been recording for like an hour and i'm sleepy and it's really warm in here it is really it's getting a bit cool yeah. now i wanted to go al fresco but quite rightly it and was for everybody decreed. as far as Let's pj's concerned this. al fresco means nude yeah <laughs> yeah so what's on the agenda tonight all right here's the thing right we we've chatted a lot about writing and i want to do some writing and write 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 and um alt right alt yeah and uh scott and i talked about writing and nor ni screen which is northern ireland's kind of uh massive bucket of cash where they throw money at anyone who wants to do some it's the gravy train it's for the, filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like please come and make all your films and tv shows here so here's a big bucket of cash you know all the dup money that we've been getting we've been funneling at some of it down here um uh, so they they've been running workshops and various things and they have a uh, an NI screenwriters competition thing on. Um, so anyway, uh, Scott had emailed me, said they, they're doing this thing, uh, writing thing, where it's about writing a one page, which it boils down to a plot synopsis for a film. And all the writing I've been thinking about doing and wanting to do and have been doing has been uh, comic stuff. But I kind of figure, like, there's so much crossover in a lot of this, these things that it makes sense to grab as much free information as you can. And then you can, you know, you can apply it where it needs applied and don't apply it where it needs, you know, where it doesn't apply. So I thought, fuck it, I'll, I'll turn up to that. So I sent them a thing and they, they sent me an invite. Uh, well, no, I sent them, I emailed them an RSVP and they went, Nothing. There was nothing till one hour before. This. I sent him an email weeks and weeks ago, and then one hour before I got things saying, "Yeah, it's on tonight." <laughs> I'm going, what the? Uh? So I turn up, and it's basically from half four to seven, so it's like a three hour thing or something. And I thought, how are they going to fill? This is talking about writing a one page synopsis. <coughs> how are they going to fill the time with that? Um, and I was really quite prepared for like you know a thing that had very little information. But it turned out to be, it was excellent. It was really, really good. And I think the girl who was hosting it, um, I've, I, I made copious notes. This is <laughs> like, if you've ever seen any of the notes I made as a student, I, this is, these are more notes than I made in four years of Queen's University. <laughs> but these all say boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that is true. Uh, it, it was by a woman called uh, Mary Kate O'Flanagan who was apparently a drama critic and then went on to become a script editor. She does script editing. Now, at very early doors, it became obvious that part of what she's doing is kind of saying, I can do your script editing for you. I charge two grand, <laughs> right? So it's essentially a big advert for her. Um, but um, she kind of what she was really talking about was the shape of story, was the idea of, of how to write a story and, and give it a shape that made sense and would work and... Um, the, the the whole focus of it was was on storytelling, uh, and then at the end of it was kind of and then you can write these one pages once you know what your story is and you shape your story, because what what's happened is Ni Screen are basically funding, are are part funding twelve screenplays, so they're they're looking to to, you know I don't know if they're buying them or I don't know what they're doing with them, but they're they're paying for screenplays to be developed further mm -hmm. developed, and so they they their doors are open for anyone to submit screenplays, but they want a one sheet which gives you the synopsis and they want um they want a full script but uh they'll probably only read 30 pages of it to see if it's worth continuing on if that's good then they'll keep reading it uh and um this one was saying basically that everyone that's been sending this stuff have been written really very very not great uh synopsises okay yeah uh, now there's about 40 or 50 people in the audience and she kind of went they're looking for 12 scripts and i kind of made the leap the intuitive leap that Everyone here wants to send to these things. You know, it's not unreasonable to think, which means there's like one in, you know, like a 50-50 chance of getting the thing made. In theory, if they're all equally good, there's a 50-50 chance. And then she, she said, uh, the one thing I would point out, she said, is that... Um, I don't think your maths is right there. Well, anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, the one thing she said was that if if they get 28 really, really great scripts, they're not going to go, we've only got room for 12. They're going to find the money. You know, they they are actively looking for really good scripts. And I came out thinking, I should write a movie script. 
<laughs> no, I, I'm not saying I could. I'm capable of writing a movie script, but I would. I'd come out thinking I should write a movie script. I've got a uh, movie idea for you involving a man trying to poo <laughs> <laughs> into a bag, not into on onto a bag <laughs> on. Well, you know, I have a lot of experience working with and for Northern Ireland Screen. Northern Ireland Screen are the reason that I have a job. If we go back nine or ten years ago, but also I've just finished. I've coloured all three of the films that have come through their um, process. Process, which yeah. uh, for first time directors, um, so Bad Day for the Cut D- yeah. was um, was film. part of their uh, was part of their scheme. Uh, the Dig, which is uh, going to I think the Toronto Film Festival mm-hmm. um, soon, and we'll hopefully get a cinema release after that as part of that. Um, and what that that is is uh, first feature film for a writer and director. Yeah. Um, and it gets a budget of I think around three hundred thousand right. uh, for that as a shooting budget. There's okay. lots of script development that goes in. This isn't Don't just they a... paying for it fully. Or are they, are they yes. Are they, so that's what they're doing. Is actually looking for twelve features then. But no, only one of these gets made a year. Oh right, yeah. But... So uh, these twelve features will probably get Devel- development yeah. money. You'll get like five grand to go away yeah. for six months and work on your yeah. um on Which your sounds film. Which like a lot of money, but for, for six months is nothing. It's no, like... but it means like if you're working. Maybe you can go full time to part time, yeah, and yeah. maybe you don't have to take a you know you don't have to work nights at a bar yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It is. You know, it's a little bit of money. Yeah, uh, I can't remember exactly how much it is, yeah. but you know, you get a little bit of money for development, and then eventually they'll go through and they'll pick yeah. they'll pick one um, to to go ahead and get made, or they'll pick none. You know, yeah. it, you know they'll they'll do whatever's right. But uh, so far, there's only been one per year. Yeah. Um, from these things, and they Northern Ireland Screen are all have always been very good at supporting these sorts of things, and you can take your script to them, and they will give you feedback, and they will hook you up with directors, they will hook you up with script editors, um, and it, it, yeah. it is they're very good at the the collaborative um, side of things because ultimately they want the more films that they have that are good and successful here, the more money that comes in. Yeah for other things yeah. uh, so I'm really gutted that I didn't actually get a chance to, to go myself it was really really good oh yeah alright I, I have about I have like 11 or 12 pages of notes which yeah. is, is very unusual for me and uh, you know I, I mean I'll, I'll what I'm probably going to do is scan these in and put them on my website as just I don't, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, just um, I stick them up online. Um, if anybody can make out the... Yeah, I mean, you, you might struggle to, to <laughs> make any sense out of, out of them because I was sort of half-drawn on the things as well as kind of writing on them. I thought, you know, I'll do I'll do those fancy things that, that they do. And what are you laughing at? Why are you laughing? Ron's headphones fell off. <laughs> <laughs> and then he struggled to get them on with one hand. <laughs> don't mock me. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Yeah, the the notes are, are. I was trying to do those new, those illustrated notes things where they do arrows everywhere and little drawings. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thought, oh, I'll do that. That's the sort of thing I could do. <laughs> so of course I'm like sitting there drawing. I'm going, what she said? What, what what happened there? What, what? So I, who knows what I missed? But um, yeah, I mean it was really good. I think the it was interesting purely as a, for any sort of writing. Yeah. You know, um, one thing she was talking about was because she, she was saying that her education as a script writer came from. Uh, was it USC University of California, California UCS yeah. University yeah um, and uh, they use this thing called the sequence approach sequence approach for screenwriting which I'd never heard of but, okay. but uh, she said it comes from the old uh, movie reels where scripts were written on a per reel basis yeah. so that you have a kind of cliffhanger per reel and and I've been writing the stories that I've been writing I've been writing based on on a per page basis yeah. like so i have an arc of a story beginning middle and end um and there are things i know i want to do within those but i've been writing every page because i know it, it's on a page turn i've been writing in that way so i've been writing it to the page turn so the page turn becomes interesting so i've been writing the same way and it's kind of it is a good structured way of working because you know you've got the essentially you've got a beginning middle and the end of each of those pages yeah. and, and i think that sort of roughly translates to the same idea and she was saying you know based on the old style cinema rules which are about 12 minutes so you write a beginning, middle, and end yeah. around around those with a twist, and each twist propels the action on, and 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 so on. Um, so it was dead good, and and the she was also talking about when you you know when you're doing your story, you kind of you want to move the characters closer and further to to their goal, um, and um, you don't want them to constantly you know they're not always succeeding, they're kind of succeeding, fail and fail, succeed 
get things get worse for them, get better, and so on. Um, but it, she kind of started the entire thing around the idea of of chase movies, uh, or not chase movies, of movies with a destination, um, and uh, you know where where a character is going from A to B, and 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 sort of built the whole thing around that structure. But there are other other structures, um, and there's a great little clip she showed of um, God, what's his name? Uh, he wrote. Uh, yeah, what's his name? He's a writer. He sci-fi writer. Wrote um, Slaughterhouse Five. Uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Kurt Vonnegut does this presentation where he talks about story structure, mm-hmm. and uh, he does these little diagrams of how things get better and worse for the characters in, in the story. And he and he goes, and this is you know this is a story that's as old as time, and people love telling this story. It's where person achieves dream or person does this, and then he and he goes, and this is a structure people love. This structure, this is if you're going to base a story on a structure, this is the sort of structure people love. And he starts drawing this diagram of the story structure. You start your character off in the worst possible position they're way down they're way down below not the very very worst but really clo- close to it and and then they you know they, they they can't be any worse off and they're told by they've got two horrible ugly sisters and a stepmother that do, they don't like and and you know and and one day their fairy godmother turns up and things get better and then things get better and, and then she's off at the ball and everything's brilliant and then oh no she's loses loses shoe and things get much much worse and that kind of story structure that kind of funny little wave foundation yeah which i drew because <laughs> I'm anal um, is uh, there it is there see that one with all the steps that's it there doot, 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 doot. Um, these will be on our website yeah, just while it's in my head um, if anyone's really interested in the notion of like uh, the exploration of story structures there's a really good podcast I started listening to recently called The Hero's Journey oh right okay and every episode they take a film and see how it applies to you know basically the old um, structures of yeah of you know the monomyth or the you know the yeah. You know, so it, it, it's worth listening to. They've only done about six or seven episodes yet, and they 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 take you know, big films that everyone's heard of, and they basically up, you know, go through the story structure. So yeah, we'll put it. a link to them, and the yep, we'll put a link to them. The the thing with the with the writing stuff that I've been doing, I I've kind of we've. One of your toys just fell down <laughs> I, I there. I think some of the Batman animated figures just basically committed suicide. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> well, like, I mean, we can't live like this. <laughs> earlier on today, I uh, I I. Was I went to open up the window where there, a lot of them were positioned beside and opened up the window and uh, I found a poison ivy on the windowsill outside. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, she made a bid for freedom at some stage in the last week because that window's been shut for a week and she'd clearly fallen out the window and I'd shut the window and she's been lying on the windowsill the entire time <laughs> oh wow that's, that's a, you'd have found her outside at some point if, if you hadn't opened oh, one window. of the cats would have got her oh, out sure. God, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah it's the thing is, Stephen Mooney told me that before he started writing um, the the book that he did, um, Half Past Danger, Half Past Danger, he basically immersed himself in storytelling books and mm. and you know um, the Joseph Campbell School and all all of this stuff. There's, there's a book called um, Save the Cat, which is about story structure. Um, there's another very good one called Into the Woods, Into the Woods, which yeah, is I've fantastic got that as well, which is really good. Um, it's weird because you kind of I think all of these books are really old, and then you read Into the Woods, and it's like really modern. Yeah, it's really recent, of, yeah, and it focuses really more examples. on the five act structure instead yeah. of the three act structure, which is um, which is a lot of what mo- 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 the most common books look yeah. at is the kind of basic three act structure. But the five act structure is a more uh, Japanese cinema is, yeah. is much more focused on the five act structure. Yeah. Um, I still I still struggle with some of the act stuff, and and I mean, I, I because I think in comic pages I can go five pages, five acts, every page is an act. There we go, done yeah. sort of. But it, but it's it's more mutable than that, obviously. Yeah. And but I do think there's definitely a beginning, there's definitely a middle, there's definitely an end, and and uh, you know whatever happens in the, that middle bit, then it's got to make the story keep moving and get more interesting. And uh, but uh, so she she kind of talked about on one of the stuff she was talking about was um, you want your story to have basically a inciting incident the no, inciting you, incident is ins- what kicks off act two yes there you go <laughs> so yeah you so you, you set up your your uh what do you call it the status quo show your status quo these are i'm going to tell you all the steps she told me in the story thing so you set up your status quo you have your inciting incident it's good fun now to watch a film and go ah inciting incident <laughs> i see it ah, there you go that's your inciting incident what's what's that the droids have turned up the luke skywalker inciting incident um so then your status quo interrupted then you've got she was talking about every every film needs a what's the plan scene of some kind where characters sit down and go how are we going to solve this problem um and i was sitting there going what about films like um 
what do you call it? Ocean's Eleven, where the what's the plan scene is also the action. You mm-hmm. know, it's a, that's an interesting kind of thing. But and then and then after that, sort of you're sort of squarely in the middle of it, and then you've got uh, that's where she talks about the sequence approach, where you're doing sort of uh, a kind of every twelve minutes there's something a twist is happening or some things are getting harder and harder the plans unfolding things get harder and more difficult and uh, and you know people don't get what they expect they get other things and then you then have a false resolution the story you think is going to be ended and that looks like oh no our heroes lost everything and then a true resolution where you go ah no well this is what's happened and it's it's weird when you watch you kind of go through these things and then you start watching films with that kind of mindset and you start seeing the, the things play out and you go oh it isn't all of these things yeah, yeah it's, it's and another another thing that if people are interested in this is there's a really good youtube channel called lessons from the screenplay mm-hmm. that also has with, with this this um guy basically dissects modern movies and and goes through them. and also movies that didn't work out so well and he says here's how they could have fixed this and you kind of go yeah he's right this would have been a much yeah. better better plan but yeah he, he basically takes it step by step What's through it called? Lessons, lessons from, from the screenplay okay we'll have a link to that in the show as well uh i i'm writing these down too so i can look at them up whenever i get home um so yeah I, and i've been trying to trying to kind of I, I wouldn't say shoehorn because i i think because i've drawn so many stories and worked with so many writers um i come with a slight advantage in that i've seen a lot of stories and and the stories I've seen tend to be short, and they do have beginning, middles, and ends. They very rarely are kind of bigger, longer things. So it's easier to keep the the structure in your head. When it's seven pages, when it's six pages, like the I've just finished World of Tanks, um, and it's Garth's an amazing writer. Like uh, they, they, whatever you think of the quality of his work or whether you like it or not, he's a phenomenal writer. He can write the shit out of anything, and um. But it's very hard to it's over like seven months, six months, and five scripts, twenty pages each, to feel to see the structure as well. You know, it's it's obviously there, but it's harder for me to kind of disentangle it from the amount of work that you pour into it. Whereas at the moment, I'm doing a I'm drawing a six page Judge Dread story, and it's like, oh right, I can see the story. You know, I can see yeah. I can see how this all plays out structure wise. I can see the false end and the real end and and so on. Um, and they're all there, and they're all kind of they're sort of. It's all, I th- I think story structure I think is a kind of cultural it's cultural it's a cultural knowledge it's in your DNA it's in you know it's your it's stories you hear as a child and you, and you grow up with so stories don't necessarily have to have that you know they can be very different they can be weird and different but we're culturally attuned to them having that kind of structure and so when they don't have that structure it feels weird and and atonal or something it doesn't kind of it doesn't seem right you know what I mean? A yeah. bit like that. A bit like when we we played that time the um, uh, the song by PM Dawn, and it was all re-recorded, and it was like <laughs> that. That's not right. <laughs> yeah, you, you you have a firm idea in your head of what way certain so, certain stories are supposed to play out. You you want you still want to be surprised. Yeah. I mean, you 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 want to be surprised, but you want to be surprised in a way that goes, "Oh, I did not expect that." You don't want to be surprised in a way of, "How the fuck is that?" possible that's not yeah i mean thing. you know, you don't get to the end of citizen kane and, and discover that rosebud is blue yeah it's the color blue and <laughs> yeah. you know th- th- these things always have to make sense within the context yeah. of the story you can't yeah. step outside the rules of the story otherwise the, the person watching just you know is completely disengaged yeah. altogether yeah but so, yeah it's uh it sounds like it was quite interesting yeah it was very good i think it was very good from a point of view of writing anything really um and i mean and i say writing anything it's like the, the stuff that i've written in the past because i have i mean the blog posts and you know the odd little short story and um even a even a tweet has a beginning middle and end you know even like a good joke on on twitter has has a structure and a yeah. shape to it that like you want to end on the most powerful word. You want to end on the word that is the that is the crux of the joke. Really, you know. I mean, um, comic comic structure is really interesting because I, I remember a, an interview with Alan Moore once where he said that he always wanted to know from the publisher where the ads were going to be. Yeah. Because then he could plan if say the the first page of a two page spread there was an ad on the right hand side, then he knew he could get a surprise in on yeah. the following page. Yeah. You know, whereas if he, he couldn't do the surprise if there was. If, the if fu- you're going to see it, if yeah. it's on the facing page, you know, yeah. which is something that only exists in comics. Yeah, know, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and I, it is. It's the difficulty. I think is is applying, taking that knowledge and applying that to a screenplay or something else, and going, can can I do the same structure? Well, you uh, can. It's just that whenever you're talking about 
comics being your like the dread uh, story that you're doing, which is six pages. Yeah. Like between two panels of that, you will have dread going from location A at Peachtree to yeah. back to the. Uh, I don't know the fucking offices. I don't read Judge Dredd. Back to the office. Back, <laughs> back to, to leave, the office. Yeah, back, back to, to leave. Back to leave his bike in or whatever. Yeah. But in film, yeah, that generally they'll have a sequence. Yeah, to take you that. back. Yeah, you've got to see. So that. you still, you still have, you know, your well, six, yeah, your six pages has, to take a whole story. Has, you just take has, that over ninety minutes yeah, instead, and every twelve the, minutes the, you have the, a page the turn. Gu- the panel, the panel gutter, the transition from panel yeah. to panel is a great. Is a kind of. There are certain things you can do in that. Yes. But the page turn transition is even more powerful and can yes. do even bigger things. And I think that, that that's where your 12 minute, that's where your reels come yeah. in. So a page turn is essentially your 12 yeah. minute reel. Yeah. And that's what, so, you know, that then gives you, what, 72 minutes? So you're, yeah. you're, you're getting close to, um, I have, to a 90 one, minute one film. Of the, so one of the stories I've written um, is a kind of zombie thing. It's only four pages, right? So and I, and I think I've told you what yeah, it is you Yeah, and you showed me the artist um, that you want to do and, well. and so I, I kind of was giving a wee shout out asking if anyone wants to draw this. Because I, I kind of, I, I, I'm torn between do I want to draw all of these things that I'm writing or do I want to get other people to draw them? Because if I draw all these things I'm writing, I'm never going to finish any of them because I know, you know, what's the point in writing 600 pages worth of material if I'm never going to get a chance? That's three years worth of work. You know, it's it, it, I'm never going to get doing uh, even even writing a four page strip and going, I can draw that four page in between things. Like, well, that means not getting paid for those four pages of drawing you're you're going to do. Yeah, let so, somebody else not get yeah, paid for it. Let somebody let somebody else do it. <laughs> so um, I kind of put out a shout for artists, and um, I got actually surprised with how many people came back to me about it um, because it it, it I, I mean. I did what I did say was like if you if you want to draw these things then what'll happen is I will help guide your artwork and and improve the storytelling as best I can do. I mean I think it's a skill I might have um to to be able to do that especially if you're less experienced than I am. Um so I thought well that's the closest thing I can do to paying someone for doing it. So I got an artist and her art style is so radically different from how I would draw something that it's kind of part of me's going Oh, that's really cool. And then part of me is going, "Oh, but I, I, I should, I should have just drawn this." And you know, it's really kind of frustrating. Her name's Claire Foley, and it's she does this kind of fully painted watercolor thing. Um, and she sent me. It's really weird to get character designs of something that you, that you've written, and and you know, you forget <laughs> the scripts go out of my head as soon as they're written, they're gone. And I, she's going, "Here's all these characters." I'm going. Oh, I you've spent longer thinking about this than I have. Now. I I know that that's for sure. Um, I'll show you some of it. Actually, I'll show. I, Does I she have a website or a blog or anything? Or? Yeah, I, I'll post a, a link to to what she's doing. She's she's done a couple of sort of short story things, um, and she's um, it's kind of. I mean, there's there's things I have in my head about what characters look like that I didn't think to write out or or just didn't write. You just scroll up. There's a couple of other characters in there, um, and it's like okay, that's. That's interesting that that's the way you've, that's the choices you've made, and I should ask questions about who's got guns and who hasn't got guns. I'm going. Oh, I come from 2080, so I assume yeah, everyone had guns. Gun. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> got guns. Um, and you know, I'm kind of going. Let's let's. You could have. There's more. There's more there. I scrolled down them. Oh, all. did you scroll down them? Okay. And we're um, also on an audio podcast. Yeah, well, I I know, I know, I know. I just I just wanted to see them. It's it's interesting because they're fully painted. It's like more effort than I would have put into character designs. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and I'm going. Those are great. Let's mix up the because uh, one thing, um, you know, it's set in America, so it's, it's a racial mix is much higher than than if it was set in the UK or or whatever. But. Um, it's just interesting. There's things that I don't normally think about, but do automatically. And then because someone else has drawn them, I've got to think about them and, and go, let's do this. So I'm kind of curious to see what the story. Well, the thing is, like. as well, getting another it is four pages. Getting another artist to draw your stuff forces you to actually write it, yeah, as opposed yeah. to an idea that you have that you basically write while you're drawing yeah. and you think and, oh that would be a really fun little yeah like we'll just i'll throw that in that that's a funny little panel you have to think out everything know, got, and it has was, to be airtight there, whatever you're sending another it artist off. another artist had sort of sent me some stuff so about six or seven people uh, contact me and i kind of went i only need one artist obviously and now, I've, now i'm in a position where i've got to say no to people it's like going oh this is not nice i don't i'm not enjoying this um so i said no to uh, you know every oddly claire was the first one who contacted me and when I looked at the artwork that people had sent, it was like, there's people who kind of can draw the sort of stuff I do normally. And then there's Claire, whose artwork is so different from mine that I kind of thought it'd be smarter to go with very different. Yeah. Other than someone 
similar and then and it would be like well what am i you know well, yeah well, I, I might as well have drawn it myself yeah then, or you, you don't know? want you, you also don't want so looking at it and going oh pj's drawn this himself yeah it's, well it's, no no i mean i i say similar i mean in this in a similar milieu in a, in a kind of milieu 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 oh, that's even harder to say than i thought <laughs> um uh and it's it's like it's you know they're boys action adventure you know they don't look like my artwork yeah but they are in that kind of er arena and so it would be easy for me to look at their artwork and go here's how you can improve that to make that better for what you're doing uh but at the same time i don't learn anything yeah. from that experience you know all i learn is uh maybe well that's not the way i would have done that you know whereas somebody who's radically different from me it's like going okay i, I wouldn't have thought to do that even you know that, that's that's kind i mean of is there thing. is there something to be said for reading to someone's strengths I think so. I mean, I, I mean, I'm definitely nowhere near experienced enough a writer to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I definitely have written. So I've written this zombie thing, which, which in my head is like a story I could draw quite easily. Um, I've also we've talked about this little football thing called Galaxy FC, which is kind of uh, aliens and and football stuff. And even from the get go, I know that's not my art style. Couldn't carry that. I know that's not. And I, there was one of the artists that contacted me. I thought, oh, they'd be great for that. And then, of course, like an idiot, I'm like going, oh, yeah, I, I have a thing that you, you'd you be really good for. And, I, I'm, and now you, you have know, to write it. Now I have to. <laughs> they're going, well, I'm on holiday. When I get back, I said, yeah, give me a wee tweet or something. And they go back and went, hi. And I went, oh, I haven't <laughs> even thought about this for 10 seconds at all. Um, so now I, I feel like I've got to do something. But that's a bigger, like a four-pager, nothing. I'm writing a seven, a six-page Judge Dredd. Which I might send to Matt Smith, the editor, to see what he thinks. I mean, the worst he'll do is, well, the worst he'll do is tear me apart, and I'll go. <laughs> I never want to write anything ever again. But and also uh, never let you draw it again. Yeah, no, never just let me draw. This, is, this is awful. You're banned from everything. Yes, this is an insult to me and my family. <laughs> uh, your family never ever send me anything ever again. Um, uh, so those have not been ambitious you know and even the the 40 page um white rabbit story I, I, i've talked to you about is 40 pages it's not that ambitious really it's a one-off 40 page thing um the, the galaxy fc isn't as a longer lots and lots of little stories so it's it's and with a big big cast so it's like oh i've got to think of character names and yeah you know like it's got to be more than just one per one character carrying the whole thing you know so it's like hmm. And then part of me goes, you don't need to do any of this, Paul. It's fun. Yeah, is it though? Do you not it? find writing fun? I find it frustrating. I mean, for little uh, draft zero, like everyone talks about, draft zero is a really hard thing to do. Draft zero is where you just sit and spew out your story. Yeah. And and you know, don't worry about you know, like you do one page, it's got twenty seven panels. Just keep going. You know, just get it all out there because then draft two is where you're, the first draft is when you start cutting that down and going, that makes no sense. These things are contradictory and stuff. I find draft zero quite easy in, in that I could sit down and just spew stuff out. But then then I kind of sit and You don't want to do draft one or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, like I've oh, done no, that story. Yeah, that story is now done. Why is anyone? And the other thing that, that's difficult, I think, uh, and it's a, a difficult, unique to having to being a professional artist is that you go, oh, I've written a story, but I, I'm not going to, you know, I've written, a, I've got a plot here, but I haven't written the script. Because you'll get people offering to write it for you. Going, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. And you can draw it. That'll be great. And it's like, oh no, that's, no, I, I, yes, it would be good. And, and I, and I've definitely done that before where I've pitched an idea to a writer and they've gone, oh, I'll write that. Don't you worry. And then they've written a really good script, and it's like, oh, that's better than I could have written. But at the same time, yeah, I wanted to do it, uh, you know. That's a, I thought that was going to be a comment there, but it turned out to be a giant yawn, which in a way it's a, is a comment. We're <laughs> 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 oh, getting past uh, your bedtime. So anyway, that's the writing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you need to work on your wrap-ups so much more. In fact, your first writing job is going to be how do I wrap up the end how of segments? I, yeah, yeah. How do we, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. So yeah. You can't get Ron to fade out a script. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you, you, Scott, and I. I want to keep talking about it because there's still things I want to talk about. We're going to be writing. We're going to sit and down. We've 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 written stuff before together. Yes. Right. Uh, where that's been me going, here's a plot, help, and you've gone, yeah, okay. Uh, and there's, but there's maybe more collaborative stuff I'd like to do, which we've talked a little bit about, yeah. and um, probably you know, and and uh, that's which, I, be which I worked on on my holiday. Yeah, you work on stuff more than I do. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Well, this is the thing. This is like you pan, handing off your 
your I know, I your know, scripts to people. You're like, oh, you're actually gonna draw. This guy's got a face. He didn't have a face you, before. You're gonna do that? Why? <laughs> why are you gonna do that? I know, look, did you know when that like that three hours I was in your house telling you about this writing <laughs> story idea? I just you, I just you wanted went to, away and finished the night. Yeah. I wasn't. No. There. To me, that was what nothing. I wanted was three hours of therapy, <laughs> which you gave to me, and now you're coming back to me with these problems that I had already. <laughs> oh, that you I mean, already oh, right. Sorry, that's you talking out. as if uh, it was from my. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, sorry. yeah. I thought you were saying that's what I offered you. No, which I was no, thinking, no. No no, 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 no. That's very unusual. Anyone get therapy from me? But anyway, <laughs> writing is therapy. It is. It's fun. It's fun. It's problem solving. That was a cut. That was a cut. I give you a perfect line. Well, then the don't end. look me right in the eye. <laughs> don't look at me in the eye and be like, anyway, writing's fun. <laughs> eh? Isn't it? Hey, hey, Scotty, isn't writing fun? <laughs> I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Have another ten of Diet Coke. Has anyone uh, been anywhere recently? I've been on holiday. <laughs> I did. You see, I, the, I tried to shoehorn it. I wrote some stuff on holidays when I was on PJ. I was like, no. Do you remember that time I was at your house a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> do you know what we need? We need we need Susie to come down, right, and write the segue in and then do it like those boxing matches right at the end of each segment. Like so in I a bikini understand. or something? Or? Well, not then. No, no, just that doesn't really work right, for a podcast. No. <laughs> No, no, but keep just holding the sign. I need someone to hold the sign up. We, we so, need us. Okay, well, okay. Well, this, well, I'm doing this. my best doing that. Doing doing this. Keep doing that. I keep thinking what you're doing is miming a small puppet. I don't know what's going on when you do that. Well, assume if I'm making any sort of motion towards you, <laughs> that it means something, <laughs> and that's probably not. Have you seen the puppet? It's just... <laughs> So what's happening is, right, anytime Ron's thought, right, this is oh the end of this God. segment, what he does is he does this motion with his hand that looks like a sock puppet, right? A, a sock puppet, str- for some reason, drawing a, a line. a sock puppet eating a corn on the cob. Yeah, yeah. So or <laughs> imagine a waveform going from large down to small. <laughs> oh, is that I'm, what that is? And I'm trying to demonstrate, okay, we've had enough of this topic. Is that a Let's proper, move to the next a, topic. Is that a proper radio thing or is that like a thing you've made up? I don't think I'd be... I, I mean, I, I can't be the only person who looked at that and went, yeah, I don't know what Rod's doing. I mean... Now, how do I demonstrate big to small? <laughs> I mean, I could I could do this sort of oh, no, circular but... motion with my right hand, which sort of means wrap it up. Well, but I use that for the end that. of the show. So. All right. Well, yeah, we should have a chat about hand signals before we begin things because I oh, do I've got not a hand know. signal for you. <laughs> I understand, like the, the you know slashing at the throat thing. That's like, <laughs> like stop now. You've said something about you know. I mean, he understood with, the yawn. He got the I yawn. Got the yawn. We, we only it? need a handful. I mean, it's not like we need like SWAT team like one, two, three, go type <laughs> motion hold. Hold, stay there. That was, you know, was one of my favorite bits in Guardian in, in the in the Avengers movies when when uh, uh, what do you call Star Lord does that like hold motion with his hands and everyone just ignores him. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite gags in that film. Anyway, sorry. Yes, uh, you were away. Yes, Scott, where were you? So way back when we restarted this podcast, we talked about how I had got an electric car. Mm-hmm. So myself and my wife Hannah decided that we wanted to go on a couple of days trip to Dublin without Ralphie. Mm-hmm. And we thought we'd try and drive in your uh, electric car. In the electric car, okay, which has a range of what? Uh, yes, it has a best. range of watts. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little electric humor there for you folks. <laughs> it has a on a on. Uh, it seems to be the average that it's working out. Some days I'll get in, turn the engine on, it'll say ninety miles. Mm-hmm. Are you getting I further know, because it's hot? Yes, now? I'm getting much further than really? it's hot. I'll talk about that okay. whenever we whenever we get a little bit further in. It'll come up and say 90 miles. I know that I'm not going to get 90 miles because it's hot as shit at the minute. So as soon as I turn the air conditioning on, it drops to like 85. Okay. Um, and so the, it seems to be the, the the average that I'm getting is between 65 and 80. Okay. And and that depends on my driving style and the weather conditions. Yeah. You know, um, all those sorts of things. So we were actually going to Dunleary. Dublin's about 100 miles. That shit out of me, I have to say. Because the moment I, mean, I start seeing the flashing on, on the... You know, whenever it gets to the flashy light and you've probably got 20 miles in it, yeah. I'm, I'm panicking. Yeah, you're playing <laughs> petrol pump roulette. If you're looking into getting an electric car, what you'll see on the forums is a thing called range anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that is the shit I have to really think about how far my journey is how far is it until yeah. i get home how far is it until i can get to the next pump 
what if I get to the pump and it's not working not or there's somebody there? You AAA batteries in your back pocket you mean, just You made in that case. joke the last time. It, it? That, that's, not the way, that's not the way that it works. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's definitely the way the joke works. Uh, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As in, it doesn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, we decided that we were going to drive um, uh, drive to Dublin, which is uh, probably just over 100 miles to get to Dunleary, mm-hmm. which is where we were staying. Um, and I found an app uh, called PlugShare. Mm-hmm. which is really, really good. And what it'll do is you give it your starting point and your destination, mm-hmm. and it will plan a route based on, on stops. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and then you can export. It, it doesn't do the... It doesn't track your progress for you. It's not a navigational yeah, app. But, it's, it's but a what route. you can do is export either to Google Maps or to Apple Maps. Um, okay. Well, so, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, cool. it's, yeah, it's very good. So what we did was um, charge the, the car up at the house, uh, and then set off on our journey. Uh, first stop was in just outside Newry, uh, mm-hmm. towards the border, border, which is fifty-six what, what, miles. What happens if you break down and you need? Like, if I broke down, if the car ran out of petrol in the motorway, I get out of the car, walk to the nearest petrol station, yeah, g- grab a handful of whatever uh, devices, crisps, to carry, <laughs> carry carry water in, or not water, I'd carry you know, a jerry can, a jerry can, a jerry can, can. Some, ki- yes. some kind, and then fill it up and then yeah. bring it back. What do you do? Get towed somewhere. Oh fucking hell! Right, okay. Get towed somewhere. Interesting fact about jerry cans. Jerry cans were one of the reasons that the uh, the British won World War Two because the British had uh, terrible petrol containers. They're really rubbish, but the Germans had brilliant ones that could be ca- ha- carried really easily, and so they nicked the design and 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 used it. And that's why jerry cans are so ubiquitous. There you go. That's okay. what happens when you draw a lot of war comics. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's not just uh, you know facts about stools that you learn in this. Show. <laughs> You're not over that, are you? <laughs> anyway. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, so the f- uh, first stop uh, just outside Newry, 56 miles mm-hmm. from Belfast to Newry, um, and stopped at a rapid charge point at Five Ways kind of service station. Mm-hmm. Um, know it well. Sorry? I know it well. There you go, yeah. Uh, 30 minutes gets you 80% charged. Okay. Uh, so stop, go in, have a bite to eat, have a coffee, okay. back to the car, and on our way again. And that's free? That's free. This is what I, this is what I really want to talk right, about. okay. Dublin and back, yeah, cost me the price of three euro fifty for the tolls. All right, wow, fucking Brexit. I I know. (laughs) All the electric charge points on the way and back were all free. Wow, and they they were all charged. I mean, they're probably going to start charging at the minute. This is probably some sort of government subsidy. Um, and all you but what one thing to remember is you need to apply for an RFID card to Mm -hmm. activate the pumps. You can call and get them to do it. But you kind of, they they ask you to to get this card and you have to supply the proof that you've okay. got an electric car and, and that you're kind of you're stuff. You're not just somebody with a petrol card. Yeah, plugged in. <laughs> you're just some sort of maniac wants to stick their dick in a uh, yeah. in an electric charger. I don't know what they were thinking uh, or what they are thinking. But Larry, that guy, that guy's plugged that into his bike. I did have a real moment of terror as we were driving. We charged up in Newry and we were halfway between Newry and Lusk. That the guy's, other... That guy's plugged an extension cable right round to his house. Yeah. <laughs> He's running this entire house off our charger, the fucker. So we got halfway from Newry to Lusk, and I had the horrible realisation looking at the, the plug share app. I thought, shit, how do I activate the chargers in the south? Oh, right, okay. Oh, you never thought about that I bit? didn't know. I didn't think about it. I just assumed they would just be plug and play or yeah. or whatever. Now, luckily, they, they, they all have remote start. So you call them. The, the, the service line is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. But the RFID card that I applied for yeah. works down south as well. Oh, okay. So that, oh, well. that was a, okay. um, a bit of a lucky one. I'm still They're... confused about why they wouldn't just let you plug it in. I mean, I know they've got a track... Well, the, 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 the other think, thing is as think? well that there is a um, an etiquette to mm-hmm. all of this because the fast chargers are if you're you know like us going to Dublin yeah. or whatever and it's thirty minutes for eighty percent charge yeah. you don't want somebody plugging in the yeah, fast charger and then fucking off to get their shopping or going yeah, to work yeah. or whatever so they have to oh, you have people to, might be using them for a parking spot and, as yeah much and you as don't want, but con- conversely you don't want somebody to be able to come along whilst you've nipped into the shop and unplugging you. Yeah. I'm plugging it back in. So you need a way to activate and deactivate. Yeah. Um, so that's what the RFID yeah. cards do. Okay. It's a, just a little way of uh, of doing that. Um, but on the way to Lusk, uh, we had had a bit of a miscommunication. Um, Hannah was listening. She was driving and listening to the directions um, dictated by me. 
I wanted to do something else on the Uh-oh. phone. No, no, it was fine. <laughs> I wanted to do something else on the phone. She said, no, just put Siri on. So I hit Apple Green's Lusk into Apple Maps, hit go. Apple Maps did not take us to the Apple Greens yeah. in Lusk. It took us to where it thought the Apple Greens in Lusk was, yeah. <laughs> which was some fucking farm road in the middle of the back uh, ass of nowhere, no. which was about eight miles away from where we actually needed to be. Oh, fuck. We pulled off the motorway onto like a kind of rounded slip road and thought, oh yeah, okay, we'll, we'll go out and round and that's yeah. the way it is. And you just end up in this fucking nowhere road and oh, think, no. oh shit. I don't mind that if I've got a if full you, tank of petrol. Yeah, exactly. So, But once you're starting to get close to the yeah, line yeah, and the, the car will, it'll do a thing, it drops down to six, 16 miles and the very nice polite lady comes on and says low battery charge You're time like, okay. to start shitting yourself okay. i'd be getting to move on if and i were then, you then it gets down to 13 or 12 yeah and what we call the gasometer which is how many miles you've got disappears oh, and it says dash 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 <laughs> and you go oh fuck okay omg it's yeah so we managed to make it back to that one fine yeah. quick you know another 80 percent charge and away we go this seems fraught. <laughs> Got it. Get down to Dunleary, plug it into one of the another free charge there, mm-hmm. and then it sits in the hotel for three or four days. Okay, uh, and then we drive back up home again. Um, okay. like all in all, apart from kind of getting lost on the way to that one in Lusk and getting to the Apple Greens on the way back up, and their charger was broke. Yeah. So we had to get to the Apple Greens on the other side of the motorway, uh-huh. which was a kind of twelve mile. Oh God, yeah, yeah. It's up and route, down, up and round and round again. And again. Yeah. Um, what I did notice is that two of the Apple Greens that we stopped at, and I took a picture of these, put them on my Instagram, had 12 Tesla superchargers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Outside like, who them. who the fuck is driving Teslas I, Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know who they're for because they don't fit my fucking car, and they have one charger that'll fit my car. And then they Oh, have really? These. So they're not interchangeable? Some of them are, but the Tesla ones for my specific car do not work. Teslas use something called a Type 2, and mine is called a Chadmo. Okay. Um, so I, I'm assuming that they are going to work towards more uniformity. Okay. As it's um as it's they become more uh, yeah, more prevalent around yeah. the place. Um, but the Teslas just look cool as fuck. Really like the, yeah, the superchargers, them, yeah. just like ugh. And uh, you know, with the the Model Three coming out, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's supposed to be now, but they're like hands teeth around Wait, at the minute. How many it's... Teslas are driving around Ireland? The th- the thing is they're not that much more expensive than the likes of the Leaf that I yeah. bought. The Leaf knew, now fair enough, mine was second hand. Yeah. But I think the it's difference is about five grand. Okay. Um, and the, the reason it's harder to get is because they can't make them fast yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, but I think the fucking charges fast enough though. The Model 3, I think, starts at about 26 grand. Yeah. Um, and that's not that expensive for a new, for a brand new car. Yeah. Um, and so so hopefully the the chargers will kind of unify and um, and that'll get a bit more you know what would, what would great scott is if uh, you documented this in some way yeah scott tell us why did you document this in any way uh, yeah i know you yeah. have you have this really awesome looking thing called an osmo that, yeah which uh, is sitting on the table in front of us here yeah. um so like, I I, I did think you know we talked about the this Osmo on looks the... like it looks like the device they use in aliens to track the movement of the aliens oh, yeah. that's what <laughs> it looks like it's pretty cool so, uh, yeah, I knew that we talked about this earlier on, and I thought, okay, might be a good opportunity to do a little video bo- podcast or a um, a little bonus episode. A so, vlog? A vlog. A vlog. That's what the kids call it. So, Ron very kindly lent me this contraption called an Osmo Mobile 2. And what it is, is, is it's like a Steadicam gimbal that holds your smartphone. Um, it's got gyroscopic motors for um, X and Y axis movement. So far, so boring. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Um, but it's a very, very nice professional piece of kit. Give you nice professional results. But it also do face tracking. That's, it does that's what I mean about yeah. boring. I mean, the face tracking is amazing. Yeah, so you plug it in and you point to a, 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 an object or a face, and when they move, the, this whole uh, this whole kind of uh, gyroscope will move with you. Presumably, and track if, you're, if you're if you're holding the, the thing, the gimbal, and you move the gimbal, it will track the triangles to keep that to thing keep it in. centered. Yeah. So, so, if so you, you if can you're actually holding walk on your around face, and yeah. it just well, that yeah. sounds awesome. Um. So I figured, yeah, we'll do a little bit of a vlog. Um, and for for listeners that don't don't know, um, Ron is uh, he? he I, we tried to do a video podcast one time before and discovered that Ron Ron's face sucks itself into itself when the camera. For some at reason, him. he has crippling crippling camera fright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just turns out that I I, I I'm allergic to being on camera. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> it's really weird. So on the Tuesday night, I came down. I picked up. 
the gear from Ron. This took is by the way, the is why there's never been a video podcast. That, 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 that's, yeah. that's true. Picked up the gear, took it back to the house, and had uh, plans of sitting down, having a bit of a um, an explore with because it. Because you and, and I, then, Scott, are much more. I mean, we're much more familiar with other media. I work in TV. Yeah, PJ. you work I am, in TV. I am no, have, I am no yeah, stranger no, to yeah. to the camera yeah, world. Yeah. Um, You've got a much more photogenic face than, uh, that's, than Ron, yeah, you know. You, when you're right, you're right. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> So I sat down to have a go. Uh, I was going to plan out what I was going to say mm-hmm. and, and, and have a practice with the Osmo. Then Ralphie had diarrhea in the bath. <laughs> and that will belay your plans. In the top like, five places to have diarrhea. Nobody's business. Yeah. <laughs> the bath's got to be number one. Yeah. The worst. Well, he was he was on the way. Was being, he in his he own was, little mini bath or he was, was he in a no, proper in, bath? No, in the full bath. In Oof. the full bath. He was being lured in. So at present, he only had like his feet and ankles. It's in the arguable. Bath. It's arguable whether diarrhea is worse or just a child doing a little tiny log. Oh no, diarrhea is worse. No, it's not arguable. It's, it's not a thing. No, <laughs> okay. a tiny log. You just you scoop that. Scoop you scoop up, it out yeah. with a fishnet or something like that. Yeah. Di- diarrhea. All of a sudden, it's just like I'd recommend a shit using... swamp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh great, it's like the consistency of mayonnaise. How do I get that out? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so right, right. that waylaid all of my plans on Tuesday night to have any sort of preparation for this and i sat down on wednesday morning just before we left to record an intro yeah and i realized that i'm fucking horrible at this <laughs> wait which bit which bit is it like all of it would you, i couldn't you be less interested than the in the words that are coming out of my own mouth okay i also uh, ron had told me look at the camera so the for the front facing camera is the little hidden one on the yeah. front of your phone the front facing camera look at it not at your own face in the yeah. screen. Look at the front-facing camera. Yeah. So my eyes dart from left to right as yeah. I try in vain yeah. to look at the front-facing camera. Really and not shifty myself. the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's I just find it hard. Turn it then, so, so you're using to, the rear but facing. Then, but what if I'm cutting the top of my head off? If there's all you know. What if it's face tracking you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, these okay. are all these are all good points. I, and all I just didn't find I didn't find what I was saying very interesting. I'm sure there is a video on here. Of me trying to talk in the car and really Hannah want, saying, oh, really "God, this doesn't sound interesting." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, "Do you know I what?" Just imagine her saying that. <laughs> Do you know what? You're fucking right. This is terrible. I am I, for for whatever reason. I and I think when I'm talking on this, I'm reasonably animated. Not not PJ animated, not Ron Stoic, but somewhere kind of just in the just That's in the why middle. our show works. Is, is we've got all the bases. Yeah, of, we've got everything. Of yeah. Boredom with ourselves yeah. covered. There's me super interested myself. You marginally interested. Ron couldn't give a yeah, toot. Yeah. <laughs> Practically comatose. <over> here. <laughs> Especially after some hay fever medication and a diet coke. <laughs> so. Ultimately, I just decided that this isn't this isn't going to work. I'm not going to be able to salvage this. I mean, I, I think not if I for had you, a... the unboxing videos, no. and, the, you know. and I think if I had have had more time and worked out what I wanted to say, I think my problem is trying to think on my feet with a camera pointed at my face. No, I, 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 just... I don't. I don't know. I mean, I I definitely feel like. Because we we've tried, I think, in the past. I've tried in the past to do scripted stuff, and I've tried in the past to do, you know, kind of thinking on the hoof. And, yeah. And and the scripted stuff comes out dull and tepid and and yeah. Slow. I think you'd need to find some sort of middle ground. I just think if I, I had I, had I, a bit I, more time to try and yeah. come up with what I wanted to say, because yeah. what I ended up doing was falling back on stats and yeah. saying. We started uh, our journey with 85 miles on the clock. We've wow. traveled 10 miles, but we actually have 77 miles left on the clock. So somewhere along Ooh. the line, we've gained two miles. You're like, fuck, that is dull as dishwasher. When, you know, there's, there is more interesting things that we can be talking about if I had a thought yeah. to, to have, okay, what what do we want to touch on as we're driving that? It didn't help that the I, fact, I, as I started recording, Hannah said, I want no part of this. <laughs> but, but, I mean... <laughs> The relationship. <laughs> no, I said, but I thought we were going to have like a bit of a discussion. Says I don't mind if I'm in it for like a sec as you pan yeah. around, but I don't want to be on screen. I thought, mm. right, okay, well, fine. Yeah. I mean, what you've stumbled upon is actually the, I think what, what was the reason behind the creation of the YouTube editing style? Okay. When you see the YouTubers staring at the camera and they just they just cut. They don't they don't cut they, away. They don't they don't do a cutaway. They just hard cut to them in a different yeah. not not even a different location. Just same location, so you get this weird human jump. Yeah. On the screen, which is completely acceptable on YouTube. They're, they're, yeah. They're, I mean, you people have come to expect this just sort yeah. of this this cutty type 
I mean, they 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 basically they do said, a lot of cutaways, very quick, rapid succession. Basically, they cutaways. said they're cutting to the audio. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and to be honest, right? I, I, well, we talked a lot about the craft of writing. Let's talk about the craft of editing. I think one of the biggest mistakes that editors make is cutting to the beat. <laughs> that is just a horrible. I mean, there are Explain times. Explain what cutting to the so beat is. So whenever whenever you play, you're, you've cut cut music, especially YouTubers, they'll put music, they'll put library music yeah. or a band that they have permission to use, and it'll go boom. Boom, boom, and they'll, you know, every time, not All every right. beat, but they will only cut on a beat. On a beat yeah. And what that means is that the video, which is the most important part of of the video of the YouTube uh, mm-hmm. clip, is playing second fiddle to the fiddle. It is yeah. playing second fiddle to the music. And what you should be doing is allowing the video to tell the story mm-hmm. and cutting when is when is it, it is appropriate, appropriate to the story yeah. because you never see filmmakers you never if, see filmmakers cutting to the beat yeah but but then filmmakers have the luxury of getting the music done after the, the you know after they the have the luxury, edit they and, have and, and someone composing music to yeah, suit yeah yeah whatever whatever that's, mood that's, and tone no, it does so depend on the subject i mean martin scorsese almost invented cutting to the beat in the last waltz yes i mean there yeah. are, like like i said there are exceptions to the to the rule but i, I think that it becomes very dull and your video the video, the pictures, yeah, can become very boring because yeah. you're you're holding on things longer than my, you my should. My experience of most of what I ever see on YouTube is my sons watching people playing video games, yeah, or unboxing things, and they're all fucking desperately dull anyway. Yeah. And but my kids are engrossed. But what what I have noticed though is that they don't. There's never any let up in what they're saying. There's never any you know. It's, so, it's yeah, constant. They, bah, 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 yeah, bah, bah, they don't. There's no time to breathe, yeah. and that um. I'll, well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to jump back to that in a second because I want to finish up um, on what you were talking about uh, with the the Ron. The, yeah, sorry, Ron. <laughs> Listeners um, don't know where you're facing with the uh, uh, with the YouTubers kind of hard cutting to the same location, but a different, but them and you know saying yeah. something else in the sentence, which is just horribly jarring. I the first film I ever made when I was 17 or 18, I got like five grand to make a a short documentary. It's about 20 minutes long. And in that documentary, I haven't watched it since I made it, but in that documentary, there is one of those cuts. Mm-hmm. And it still annoys me that it's in, <laughs> that it's in there. But and the, that's, that, that's 15 years ago. Yeah, but the interesting thing is, I think YouTube and how it works now is shaping the minds of, of People are saying these things as, as yeah. acceptable. Yeah, but I, I think whenever you're, you know, the likes of PJ's kids, whenever they get to like say thirty or so, that's what that's what cutting is going to be like for them. Yeah, Ugh. you know, and that that's just it's going to seem strange and alien to people from our generation looking at it. But you know, then something Old else. Old man shouts at cloud. There you it, go. Yeah, yeah, I know it's yeah, it's tough because things obviously have to it's, move it's on because it's, it's an economy of storytelling for YouTube. Yeah, I mean, people are trying to get across a message in as little time as possible. And they don't want to waste time with cutaways for some reason. But, but no, but part of that as well, I think, is that they don't want to, they don't want get to give a viewer an opportunity to go. I'm done with this now, mm. and that's you know a, a subtle cutaway or a subtle cutaway yeah. to a location to establish a shot. To, is is that that's why the, the you know the talk is constant, the verbal stuff is but constant. But that's also to do with time as well, because a lot of times people, that. when you're scrolling through. YouTube. If you see a video that's twenty five minutes long, yeah, think oh, no, that's, that's too long. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch that. But yeah. they feel like they have to cram as much information as possible into a shorter space of time, hmm. um, and that's you know maybe why cutaways aren't are, are less prevalent because they don't have those three or four seconds to I cut mean, away to something I, else. I know, I've noticed that much more on particular you know, genres of videos. So yeah. ma- makeup videos yeah you know I, I watch a lot of different things on youtube just to kind of see what i like them I, you don't I, have to justify no, why well, you watch well, makeup videos well, yeah, Su- susie would watch the odd makeup video and i i'm, I'm familiar with the big names and yeah make- and makeup videos in UK, and they all cut like this you yeah know? the better ones have figured out cutaways they've figured out how to shoot b-roll and yeah and cut to that and the thing about a cutaway is it doesn't have to be three or four seconds or however however long of silence underneath pictures yeah. you can continue talking underneath yes. the pictures it, and, and it can yeah. serve the, the, the purpose of the story um you know, we had planned to do all of these things with our trip to Dublin in the in the fancy electric car, but uh, yeah, that didn't really. Yeah, I like, that didn't I like really that you're basically out. saying they're all rubbish for all the videos they're making, where they're cutting away and they're doing one video per day. I, on the other hand, was unable to make a single video. <laughs> But well, I could the, cut the crap out of one. Due to the crippling anxiety, <laughs> <laughs> What I do want to say though is, I want to talk. I want to talk for a little minute about the Osmo Mobile Two. Yes, because I, I used it extensively while I was away. On on your not taking video. On not taking videos. What not taking videos of me? But what I did take, and I posted some on my Instagram. If anybody wants to go and and take a look, we'll maybe post some of them up uh, on the on the website. Um, is just 
just having fun with it and, yeah. and, and everything that it can do because it's a fantastic piece of kit for really not that much money. Yeah. Um. So, how much is it? It's one hundred and twenty nine pounds. Okay. And for anybody that wants, it's not for everybody. Not everybody is going to want to take this out with them to take selfies yeah. or whatever. But if you want to have your videos just look that bit more professional, yeah, it's it's for nothing. It yeah. really is. And what 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 I had done when I was away, it was, sort of stabilizes everything you're filming. Stabilizes everything. But what the the best thing that I did while I was away was taking those. Do you know when you see time lapses but the camera moves yeah and they, oh, yeah, they yeah. do them in planet earth and all that kind of stuff really beautiful hyper sped up yeah. time lapses but with a really slow pan or tilt on yeah. them like that this will do that and you can pick your start point you can pick your end point uh -huh. and then you can pick how long uh the time span in between is okay. and you just hit go mm -hmm. and it rotates your mobile very very slowly and takes the time lapse, then does all the processing mm -hmm. and then spits it out for you yeah. Um, it's and it, you get some really really lovely results if the Instagram compression algorithm wasn't absolute dog shit. <laughs> um, it, but you know it's it, it'll be as good as you're not the... limited to just post it, posting it, posting it, posting it. <laughs> no, you're not limited just to post it on Instagram. But it's yeah. just it, that was like I, yeah. I made this really nice video of this beautiful location that we were in. Rubbish it looks and like. yeah, and you just like, it's like oh god, Instagram, what the fuck. Um, it also does long exposure shots mm -hmm. if you want those kind of the waves go, turning into like the that kind of blurred milky, foam, sort of, milky yeah. yeah thing. I I took one of a, a fountain in the park where I accidentally left Ron's tripod. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ron. En enjoy it, people yeah. of Dunleary. Enjoy it. Yeah, if anybody find a, a little propod um, mini tripod in the people's park in Dunleary, it's uh, the people's tripod now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the ladies cut. No, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, taking a lot no part of this. Taking long exposure of a fountain there while two kids ran around it, and you get this kind of gorgeous glow of their orange and blue t-shirts. Yeah. Just orange as they... and blue faces. <laughs> <laughs> as they run around, it's it's really really nice, and you're going to get some really interesting results. And I'm a hundred percent going to buy one yeah, this I week mean, to I've play with. It's for... fantastic. I've used it for shooting some behind the scenes interviews with some shows that I was doing videos for. Um, and it was great for the kind of just being able to chat to people and hold yeah. it, you know. And but also the if I was getting taking video of say, you know, the the company singing and dancing, I yeah, was, I was able to just basically film them for about two three minutes, perfectly steady, you know, perfectly steady video, yeah. While I moved around them, you know, yeah. Um, it takes a little get a bit better getting used to, it. and it, I I would suggest watching a couple of YouTube tutorials just on on what the gimbal is actually doing so that you're not fighting against it but and, and what the joy there's a little joystick on the back yeah. for manual control of the the pan and tilts mm -hmm. i did find a couple of times until i got used to it and until i was able to invert the y-axis because anybody who doesn't invert which, the which y-axis I, I, I meant to say that to you i have yeah. that done in my app but i meant to say to you to yeah because so. anybody who doesn't invert the y-axis whether they're playing games or doing anything as a fucking sociopath is it invert, um, when you invert it you mean you, when you push push up down, to go down it goes up yes yeah. it's like you're flying a plane yeah 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 that's so i walked i walked in took took this really long tracking shot as I walked up the path towards the, the front of the lovely hotel that we were staying mm -hmm. in and in through the doors and wanted to pan up to the chandelier and pan straight down to the floor. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm not going back outside to do it again. So that's that was a that was yeah. my one shot. Um, okay. It's a really, really nice piece of kit. Um, and I do believe, you were chatting to me, you can't, You said you couldn't shoot in 4K in the app. The app it itself, seems, yeah, it doesn't have 4K. It seems like not. it does. Does it? No? I, yeah, so I don't know whether it was an update. Cause there all was of an the update YouTube, recently and I haven't checked. All so. of the YouTube videos that I watched complained about having to use the native camera app on the iPhone if you wanted to shoot 4K. Uh -huh. In the camera settings, it did give you the 2160, at, but only okay. at 30 frames a second. That's, and I don't know how much of a... a that's um, a new set. That's a new feature then because whenever I used it last, the 4K was not an option. Yeah, so. I, d I don't know how much of a, a problem it is that it's... 30 frames per second instead of 60. What well, are we going to do with my... it? What are we going to do with it? Why can't we do something with it? What are we going to do? Well, we can't. We, we sh I think that we should do something fun with it. Just it's to pretty kind clear of... to me. It's pretty clear that if we'd had this while you were doing your stool sample, <laughs> we'd be millionaires by now. That would be the top video on YouTube. Uh, but I mean, there's a couple of little kind of... 40-something um... white man tries to, tries to give a stool sample. There's a couple of little, like minor problems that i have with it and that's that sometimes if you just want to look at the pictures that you've saved because the, the, all your pictures and videos save in the app in the app yeah you've got to you, export you've, them to your you've camera got to export them to your camera roll but if you don't and you want to go in sometimes it'll just kind of lock and say connect 
Bluetooth device, which is the which is the gimbal. Oh, right. yeah, and so he's like, but I don't want. I just want I just to browse the library. I'm yeah. sure there's maybe some way of doing it, but I couldn't quite figure it out. Yeah. Um, I'll show you the. Uh, I'll just uh, this will be uploaded, and we can cut this bit out. But that's the the movement time lapse that I took of the the library. Um, I, I just think if it's it's a really really fun, interesting piece of kit. Yeah. Um, and we yeah, we'll maybe try and do something interesting and put it up on the. Um, on the site for people to have a look at but for 129 pounds like when these things came out um when osmo and movie uh, brought out their first batch of kind of steadicam things the mo the osmo had a built-in camera mm -hmm. uh, which uh, had no end of problems and obviously shot the price yeah. um, way up um but this is the uh, it's not the cheapest yeah. there's one at 99 yeah. but for the extra 30 quid this is better yeah it's called the smooth is the the other one which is just a horrible name yeah um all right it's like smooth it, sm smooth 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 okay um so yeah i i, I used to i used to make little youtube videos of me talking on camera and like years and years ago and um, are they still online i mean can, can we link no, to no, them because this was actually predates youtube this is like before there was a youtube i was putting them on there were a couple of other websites that, that would host little sort of uh, peach tube pe well i used to call it pjtv and <laughs> Whenever before YouTube was a thing, whenever kids in Nickelodeon and Disney cartoons uh -huh. would like shoot blogs in their bedroom, it was always like Dylan TV. Yeah. Like, it just that just I just find that funny. I, I I liked it because PJ TV. P just I mean it's four letters. It's not you know <laughs> it just seemed a nice a nice little. I mean and also and also because it was so poor quality. Like I've, how far back my experiments with webcams goes i was doing web uh cam broadcasting before you could broadcast live i had a, a camera linked up that would take a still image rec store it on a part of my hard disk on my computer i was running an apache web server off my computer so you could then directly access the the camera so it was updating every five minutes or whatever so i was doing webcam stuff like Years every years five ago. minutes, it was really slow. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so you weren't you weren't doing videos at all. You, you were posting stills. You, yeah, I was posting stills that would move. So it's a little bit. So you were like basically like Jenny Cam. I was. I, who's Jenny Cam? Was that Jenny? Cam, you don't remember Jenny Cam? No. Jenny Cam was a, a girl who basically did did just that. She uploaded one photograph every I don't know half hour or whatever. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, basically sharing her life in her apartment. Yeah. I think there was one. You know, amazing day whenever you basically got a still of her having awkward sex with some bloke, <laughs> and that was just one photograph. Yeah, and then the next one is like him leaving. <laughs> but yeah, she she did this for a couple of years, and she I, was like the, a pioneer I, on the internet. Too. I I was doing stuff like that, and I was recording stuff. And then the bloke just left, or what? Then the bloke just left. The bloke just left. Yeah. Um. And uh, I recorded uh, like stuff of directly to camera and me talking about uh, you know art and stuff, and I I kind of. As I as we we're, we're doing the show right, so when we do the show and I am fully on and I'm very animated and very blah blah blah. And when you meet me in real life at a convention or something, I'm very animated, very on. When I was doing the stuff in camera, not quite like you guys, where you sucked yourselves right into the into yourselves and you couldn't hardly move. Um, I find myself I was very slow and talked like this. <laughs> <laughs> it was not very good, but I have uh, I would like to do some more. But anyway, I think that's plenty of the show for today. That's it. Sure Thank is. you very much for listening. You always said like they've had enough. <laughs> like you've got your fill. You've had it. You, you leave On your way, more. please. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions for us, any things you'd want to, if you want to say hello to us at all, I, I actual people said hello to me in Enniskillen and I was, uh, as as they pointed out on, on our Facebook, <laughs> was it our Facebook page? Or yeah, it's our Facebook page. We yeah. have a Facebook page? Yeah, but you don't have Facebook. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> no. Okay, so Ron has a Facebook page. <laughs> there, there is a Sunnyside podcast show Facebook page. Okay. Yeah, and somebody said I, I saw. I said hello to PJ, and he was surprised that real people listened to it. <laughs> and then she insisted that uh, that PJ Scott and Rob should really <laughs> <laughs> should should really keep making more shows. So. <laughs> Speaking speak for speaking yeah. for Rob, thank you very much. 
Oh, oh um, somebody, be... somebody, fucking review us on iTunes. It's actually quite important that we get iTunes reviews because oh, yeah, yeah, it pushes us up reviews, on the yeah. on the, the homepage and stuff. Somebody just we, give we us. We can clarify that. Someone give us good reviews yeah, on iTunes. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want to give us a bad review, just do that over Twitter. Yeah, if you yeah. didn't like it, then you know, fuck well, you. Yeah, but you shouldn't like, have been listening. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't, I, if you didn't yeah. like it, I don't and know why you've made it this late. Yeah, why did we here? I mean, you you made it beyond the stool episode. And you're still here, so I, that's really on you. <laughs> the stool. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, and, and subscribe. Subscribing is always good too. Yeah, so subscribe. Subscribing and reviews are the two things that really All help right. the show. All right, that's me, PJ, and Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm Rob. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Um, that's uh, mean. She did. She forgot my name, <laughs> and I'm the one who's being mean. <laughs> You've got to take that in the chin, Rob. Uh, and good night from Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> Dirt's dark and a troubled saddle.